0: Welcome to episode 17 of the PHP Town Hall. You have myself, Ben Edmonds, along with Phil Sturgeon here, and we're joined by the amazing godfather of PHP, some would say, Mr. (laughs) Cal Evans.
1: No, 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 no. The godfather of PHP is Mr. Michelangelo Van Dam, the man with the coolest damn name on the internet. (laughs)
0: Dam—it's a good name. That is an extremely (laughs) macho name.
1: It really is, and he lives up to it, too, so... (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, Cal, tell us a little bit about yourself for the people that don't know.
1: Um, well, I have been programming for about 30, yeah, right around 28, 30 years. Um, taught myself Fox Pro. I, I'm that old. Um, I, I was working with Fox Pro back when um, Fox Pro wasn't owned by Microsoft. Um, watched them buy it and ruin it. So, But um, taught myself Fox Pro, taught myself um, Java, but the most important thing I taught myself was about the time I hit 30, I realized that there were kids coming up behind me that were still willing to code till 3 in the morning and that I'd better figure out what else I was going to do because I wasn't willing to do that anymore. So I moved into management, and for the past 10 years, I have been in community development. So,
2: what nice. uh, What sort of thing does that involve, the community development?
1: Um, when I was at Zend, it involved an awful lot of going to conferences and drinking for free um that you know that was the, the major portion of it
0: um uh, in think, between drinks I think I was born for this position <laughs>
1: <laughs> well in between drinks, I would write blog posts and um create uh podcasts things like that but uh, the the majority of it there was one point at Zend where I did five conferences in a row. Um and it was just yeah I would I would be home less than 24 hours swap suitcases hit back, head back out on the road. That's hard work. Wow. Well yeah but you know like I said yeah you know, the the hardest part was getting there once you get there you, know, you just the, the the major challenge is to not sober up till you get back on the plane. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he's got to keep that hangover rolling for a while until yeah you have just, a week you know,
1: a rolling drunk. Yeah. It, the, the running joke when I was at Zend was that um, the largest line item of any Zencon bill was Cal's bar tab.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we know this to be true. Um, I remember at True North PHP the year before, there was there was a couple of bottles of whiskey going around in a hotel room. Um, oh, yeah.
1: It got a little weird,
2: but uh, it was yeah. What happened to that podcast out of interest? Uh, we recorded um, one. I never saw it go online.
1: It, it did not go online. My recorder kind of crapped out on me. Oh, uh, no. it, We got about a third of that, and it wasn't the interesting third. It was the, the sober third. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we missed most of it because that was really one of the best episodes I have ever um, been a part of. Yeah,
2: I, just I do have some that... more
1: coming out, some stuff I recorded at um, ZenCon. I've released half of one. Uh, basically – I'm lazy. I'm waiting till my son comes home from college because he does all my editing for me. So I'm just going to let him edit them, (laughs) and I'm going to just push them all up all at once.
2: The podcast is uh, Voice of the Elephant, right?
1: Voices of the Elephant, and elephant is spelled in the traditional sense, E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.
2: There you go.
0: Mm. (laughs) We'll get a link to the show notes for that. Okay. That's How your your kid pays for his food while he's at college is editing your podcast.
1: Pretty much, yeah. That's um, you know Did we do. send him we send him money and we let him live on campus and he edits my podcast for me. <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> Nothing like a little bit of child labor. <laughs> hey, um, he's legal age. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So one of the questions uh, is, <laughs> I've I've seen you do a lot of podcasts or I've heard you do a lot of podcasts and do a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, Video interviews, and I've seen you all over the place, and you always seem to be in a cheery mood. You don't quite have the reputation for being an angry dick that I do. Um, why? Why do you think that is? What What makes you so cheery?
1: Um, I like to make that. Uh, analogous to um, Chris Hart just, you know grumpy programmer he's kind of the opposite end of that but every now and then he'll get on Twitter and say you, you people realize that this is performance art my cheeriness <laughs> is performance art because you know quite honestly I get up just like everybody else half the day it's like oh geez I you know I, I got to get up and I got to go do this and I don't feel like doing this but I, I hit a point um, probably about 10-15 years ago mm-hmm. where I, I realized that Nobody cares if I'm in a bad mood, and if I'm just going to let my mood control how my day is going to go, then I'm going to have good days and bad days. But if I get up and make a conscious effort to make the day good, I'm going to have more good days and bad days. So it's just I I get up and I say, this is going to be a great day. I'm going to make somebody smile today, and sometimes I do. When I was at Zend, I, had, um, I worked with the woman, the, the woman that is really the brains behind ZenCon, named Andrea Ginsberg. And, and I love Andrea to death. Um, actually, her name is Andrea. I'm the only one on the face of the earth that calls her Andrea. But um, <laughs> Andrea Ginsberg. And um, she asked me one time, we were in a staff meeting. She says, Cal, have you ever had a bad day? I said, Andrea, no, but I'm sure if I do, you'll be there. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> has to happen. Yep. Um, so, I guess another solution would be avoid Reddit.
1: Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. Um, I've got nothing really against got it. Reddit. It's just not been my thing. So.
2: Yeah, uh, that's the source of most of my anger. I have no idea why I keep going there. Every now and then, like something is really funny, or you get like that amazing point of view, like someone has a completely left field opinion which you never thought of, and you're like, "Wow, that's actually changed the way I look at the world." Thank you very much. But most of the time, people are just trolling like a bunch of dicks. It's um <laughs> it's hard work on there.
1: Yeah. But you um, gotta admire the work they put into trolling, like a bunch of dicks. I mean, you know, they're, they're, these guys are professionals at it. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they do it in ways that I never would have thought of. Like if I was trying to troll that hard, I I wouldn't have a chance. Um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive the way it works. Uh, so, a large part of your effort recently has been going into writing books, and you brought one uh, brought one out on Lean Pub the other day. We're now mm-hmm. competing for the top spot. <laughs> um, no, was, no, was, no.
1: Was, I, was, I was never competing with you, Mefic. You made um. Book of the week, or whatever it is, they 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 um, put it up on the front page. Um, yeah, it
2: was up on featured for a couple of days, but that that faded <laughs> out pretty quick. Everyone grabbed their cheap copy and they've all slunk off again.
0: I paid you like a dollar more than your minimum. I'm oh, good lad, right
2: there on the um on the sign up for interest page. There were loads of people putting in, your mum, your mum, your mum, and then the next one was from Ben Edmonds. <laughs> I thought, how many of the your mums was Ben Edmonds? Um, <laughs> but no, sorry, we're not talking about mine. What's uh what your book is about um. Uh, exit signals for PHP. Can you tell us yeah. a bit about it? Uh,
1: it just I do a lot of command line programming uh, because I write server-side tools and things like that. And I was messing around one day and uh, needed to be able to interrupt a, a um, program without shutting it down because it needed to finish what it was working on. So I, I did the research. I figured out how to do it. And I said, hey, this will make a great blog post. Well, I, I got... Probably three thousand words into the blog post, and said this is a little longer than a blog post because I wasn't even near done. So no. um, I, I said, oh, you know, I, Chris Hart just had been talking about Leanpub. I said, you know, let's put it up on Leanpub because I, I originally did not write it to to sell. Um, it was originally written as a giveaway for Nomad PHP, and Ooh. if you've anybody that's bought a ticket for Nomad PHP has gotten a coupon to get a copy free, and um, and that's what I did. so. I, but I put up there, I said, oh, let's put a price on it, you know, $4.99. Nobody will ever buy it. I was like, wow, people bought it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm already working on my next one, but that's for the exact same reason. I um I, I want to – for Nomad PHP, I I want to give back to the community that supports it. So this one will be available to anybody who's purchased two tickets or more. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll get a coupon for it. Um, and it's on um, PHP iterators. So –
2: very Good cool. On. Ah, nice. Yeah. That's it an area that a lot of people is. don't know too much about, like iterators. Yeah, they kind of snuck in with some of the more recent PHP five point five. Yeah, and yeah, 5.x five point x series. But um,
1: but a lot of do people don't things. use them, and they're 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 really fun and powerful. So, like I write a uh, in the book uh, to illustrate one of the points, and I forget which one I was illustrating at the time. Um, I wrote fizzbuzz as an iterator, so yeah. or inside That's... an iterator, which you know, it just was fun.
2: Yeah, I uh, when I I was interviewing somebody to work at Capture, and um, they they used some array, uh, some some iterator stuff, and I was like, holy shit, that's I I hadn't thought of that. That's really effective. <laughs> yep. You have the job. Get in.
0: You're like, <laughs> I can't hire you. You'll replace me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Please don't improve my code. Um. <laughs> have you released anything else? Yeah.
1: Oh, um, not recently. Um, A while back, I wrote the very first book on Zen Framework. Um, Nowhere near the best book. Rob Allen wrote the actual best book on it, but um, I I wrote the very first one. And I wrote one that nobody knows about called Avoiding a Goat Rodeo, and it's not for developers. It's for, uh, (laughs) you know, that's why nobody knows. It's a very clever title. It's one of those that's just a little too damn clever, you know. (laughs) Nobody understands what it means. (laughs) I have
2: no idea, but I'd love to.
1: It's, um, <laughs> no, it's not that kind. No, um, it, it's on, it's for business people, um, when they get ready to go hire a developer. Here's what you need to know to, when you talk to developers, and here's how to know if your project is going off the rails and your developer isn't telling you, and, you know, things like that. Um, and the title comes from uh, there's a, a stupid TV show I'm called Raising Hope um, and I, I forget what network it's on but it's out there and one of the characters was talking about the fact that she runs a daycare for old people and she says yeah raising or I'm handling old people it's a real goat rodeo and I'm like that's it You know, I'm sitting there at the time writing the book and I'm going that's my title Avoiding a Goat Rodeo So,
2: <laughs> not the same thing as Herding Kittens?
1: Basically yes I'm going to release a second edition of that one, but I'm going to give it a real title. Um, hopefully it will sell more than the eight copies it sold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it might need to have a little bit more explanation of what's happening. Hey, you should do a uh, do a video for it. I found that really helped me out on LeanPub. Um, I kind of posted it up there, and, and a couple of people bought it, and then I did a video and put some swears in there, and everyone was like, oh, this looks funny. Let's buy the book. You know, it work pretty
1: well. Well, how's yours coming? Because you're doing it the the. the, the, the Excuse me, the traditional way that lean pub is supposed to be you're actually writing it and releasing it to people um as you write it. My grammar is so horrible that there's absolutely yeah. no way I can do that
2: how How much of that bourbon have you been putting down your face?
1: Yeah, more than I care to admit so. <laughs> Well, for anyone that didn't
2: spot it on Twitter, uh, Cal asked me, "Is there a minimum uh, number of units of alcohol that are required to get on the show?" And I said, "If you're still good to drive, then you're no good to do the podcast." So that's kind of how it works. Otherwise, people are just boring, and uh, and no one. I don't know. It's less of a fun conversation. Um, but it does mean their grammar's usually better if they if they don't have so much. <laughs> um, what were we talking about, dude? Uh, my book. Your book. My book. Um, Yeah, so my plan is there's a uh, 45-day refund uh, period. So all I have to do is release enough content for me to get past that first window, and then I can just take all the money and tell everyone to fuck off. That's kind of my plan.
1: (laughs) That is Uh, an awesome plan, dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, my, my, the reason it happened was basically the same way as, as what you were doing. I started doing a blog post. Like, ages ago, I did a building, building Decent APIs blog post, and it was just a really fast bullet point checklist of shit you shouldn't do. Um, and then people kind of said, well, that was just a bunch of, like, I'd like more uh, content around that. And um, instead of just saying a bunch of things you shouldn't or should do, kind of explain how exactly you'd go about doing it. Um, so I wanted to start doing, um, I want to start doing a blog series about it and I got the first blog article out and it took me like, it took me like five hours to do it and that was the easiest of all the chapters and then I realized the more I thought about the order in which these things were going to come out, I realized there'd be about 12 parts and I already have a job and a girlfriend so trying to do all this stuff for free is just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I figured I'd, I'd turn it into a blog series. I've got four chapters done out of 12. Um. And the nice. real hard part is that I have to I actually have to release some code before I can complete the next version because it's all about how you handle nesting ult- uh, unlimited layers of, of other code. And um, it's really hard to explain without a sample, so I'm just going to throw some code in there and people can see what's going on.
1: That's always the slowest part for me is writing the code and getting the code exactly right and then um, making sure that it is PSR0 compliant or PSR2 (laughs) compliant or whatever it is. Um, And making sure it's unit tested so Chris doesn't kick you in the face. Yeah, I haven't gone that far yet. (laughs) But but somebody did actually submit a pull request on signaling PHP, the sample code for signaling PHP that brought it up to spec with PSR2 because obviously I had used tabs, not spaces, or spaces, not tabs, or... you I, shot at them yeah um, boy numbers not girl numbers I, I don't know what it is so uh, but they they hooked, they got it all working for me so um, and that is one of the great things about community is that they weren't really snarky about it and they really could have been you know they just he, he just released it he sent them the pull request and said you know here this fixes it I'm
0: like cool
2: <laughs> no hard work for you
0: hey Ben um, what's yes. your book about I actually wrote like two chapters of the Marvel 4 book. Nice. And then twenty other Warville four books came out, and I was just like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> That's my <book> story.
1: <laughs> well, you're like one of three people in the community right now not actively working on a book, so yeah, I know.
0: know. <laughs> I need to fix that apparently, because Phil's, yeah. Phil's like making it rain over there.
1: You know, yeah, well, we, you know, last week or last year, it was you had to have a GitHub repo. This year, it's you got to have a book. So.
2: Yeah, otherwise you're not cool. Um yeah. also if you release a book and um uh, Reese hasn't uh, hasn't released the cover for it then you're not doing it <laughs> right. He's he's done everyone's cover that I know that's released a book it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I have my
0: own um, cover artist. So. Oh. Yeah, uh his wife is a designer for this.
1: Yeah, episode. but she doesn't do my covers. Um I she have does. a girl that does the
0: I covers really in it,
1: Actually, she's the one that hired her, um, <laughs> but she does the covers, she does the logos for all my projects, like Nomad PHP, and nice. um, Nomad Ruby, and a couple others, so.
0: I did your, um, I don't remember, wait, okay. okay, hold on, Nomad, is that your training course, or is, no, Day Camp, no. that's what I'm thinking about, Day Camp. Oh, yeah. So, uh. Day Camp for Developers, Phil, don't, don't know, is uh, kind of like a remote training class, is that? A good well, we
1: bill it as an um, a virtual conference. Um, I usually pick. Um, I used to do like six speakers, and we went all day and all that, and it just got to be too much. Um fact, the very first one, we actually took a lunch break until the people that were in Europe. Pointed out to me that we're taking a lunch break at 9 p.m. their time, <laughs> and they really didn't want to stop. So yeah. um, we've cut it down to, to four speakers, uh, but it's a virtual training. Cor- or, I'm sorry, a virtual conference, and um, those are usually new courses, a um, new or new talks. But like any conference. It, you're going to learn something but it's more to give you an idea to inspire you to to to, to get you going um you know it, it's not long form training tutorial training that you're you're going to do hands-on work and come out with with a new skill it's, it's much more for you know, inspiration and we got a new one coming up in december uh, with chris Harches who Chris Hart just and Michelangelo keep coming up in this podcast, but they're both so, speaking on unit
0: testing. He's a very large so, man. So. Yes, he <laughs> is. Yes, he is,
1: and he's scary. He's too. the angriest Canadian I know. Yes.
0: <laughs> Yo, hey, every other Canadian I know is so happy except for Chris.
1: Him and Sarah Goldman are really the only members of the community that scare me. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's a wild card. Yes, but well, I love her to like, death. matter of fact, she's, she's with us. It, and then she just throws out this incredibly awkward tweet, and you're like, oh, my God. I can't talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the tweets i'm talking about i see oh, it yeah. on your face <laughs> uh,
2: moving on uh, uh the um the, All right,
0: the anyway session. no hold on let's let's stay on a uh, day camp for a little bit because i want to no, pimp okay. out some uh, cow shit so is this something you do personally or is this something you're you know partnering with somebody for or what's going on there
1: no day camp is an idea that i came up with and um we I probably about three years ago um I've been doing PHP conferences for about 10 years now, and uh, by doing them, I mean organizing them, and usually in any conference I'm organizing, I'm the one that is in charge of wrangling all the speakers, and that means notifying the people that get to speak and sending out what I call the Dear Johns, the I'm sorry you sent a good talk, but we just can't accept it. You sent send I me a couple of to- those? Oh, I've sent out just a few of those, um, but I got tired of sending those out to some really good talks. But these were all soft skill talks for the most part, mm-hmm. and so I said, let's put something together that is a virtual conference. And the original idea behind Daycamp was it was going to teach soft skills, and we still do one or two soft skills per, um, conferences per year. Um, but we've done um the the original one was just called soft skills. It was everything from career management to resume. I had a recruiter on, um, talking about how to deal with recruiters. Um, you know, and it was a good recruiter too. It wasn't one, one of the slime balls. But um, a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, really. But um so we started doing that and I did those for a long time, but I, last year we started doing i, I said let's oh. let's try one with hard skills and so we it's php specific and the one we're doing in december is php specific um it's unit testing i got um mike van dam i got chris hart just, uh, i've got Pata you know other people. and somebody else jeffrey Caroth. um and the the center theme is unit testing and um unlike the soft skills the soft skills are always 40 bucks because my heart is in it for developers um nobody makes a lot of money off these things every other you know half the money goes to the speakers right off the top of they the top um so we um yeah, everybody comes away with beer money but the soft skills, companies won't pay for developers to go to. So we're all, uh, I keep the price low. I'm not going to raise the price. That's going to stay there. The hard skills, we end up selling more office parties than anything else. Matter of fact, I think we're now, um, at like 70% of what, of this one is 60 or 70% is, is office parties where a team oh, will wow. hook up a projector, project it up there, put it on the speaker phone, and everybody just sit around and watch it. And that's I think cool. that's great, you know. I, I love people to do that kind of stuff. Um, but the the soft skills when you know like I said my, my heart is there it, it goes out to developers that want to learn these things and um they the company's not going to pay for them to do it, but it's yeah, just yeah. important for them to know. Um you know career management. That's a real Brian Prince of Microsoft did just a phenomenal talk on um, career management. You know, he said it's your boss's job to manage what you do at work—it's your job to manage your career. It's not his job.
0: Definitely, yeah. Actually, um, I I joined in. I didn't do it in real time because I, you know, was mm-hmm. working during the day. But you know, I watched the videos later. For the one with um Liz Naramore, a few months back, I don't remember.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Um, that was the few months back. It had to be the um, public speaking one. That one. That, yeah. that was a fun one.
0: That was really good.
1: Yeah, Liz really good. Liz has been on several of them, and um, I think. I think Lorna Jane Mitchell holds the record. She's done more day camps than anybody else. Um, and basically, whenever I get together, get an idea for one, the first thing I do is, is ping Lorna and say, yeah. do "You want to speak?" You know, so uh, because she's always does a great job. You know, if you ever yeah. want to hire somebody, those of you who are listening, if you ever want to hire somebody to come to your um, place of work and do a on-site training, you want to talk to Lorna Jane. Man, she is awesome.
2: Definitely. Um, I think that that leads us on pretty well to talking about Nomad PHP. So uh, Nomad PHP is um, it's pretty cool. You get some of the the top level speakers on there and and me. Um, I apologise about that. That one, was one. <laughs> that one was great fun. That one was great fun because um, we did a Nomad PHP and it's basically a remote conference. Right, everyone buys it in access for ten dollars. Yeah. Um, um,
1: well, actually, that's a remote user group. Um, we only, right, sorry, It's yeah. much different than the um, than day camp. Um, we do it once a month. Oh, well, actually, we do two a month, but it's always on the same day. Right. And, you just have the um, one
2: speaker instead of having lots and lots, which kind of makes it less yeah. of a conference, more of a more of a user group. Um.
1: Well, the especially the U.S. one, um, we, we do two two uh, di- do two do a month. Uh, we do a European time slot. It, it has nothing to do with where the people are, but it's, okay. um, it's 8 p.m. Um, Central European Standard Time or Central European Time, whatever. And then we do one okay. at 8 p.m. Central Time, which is in the U.S. And um, it, at least in the U.S. side, and we're starting to do this in the European side, but on the U.S. side, People will start showing up in the chat room an hour beforehand. We've got regulars. We hang out. I mean, you throw in some beer and a pizza, and we're almost just like a regular user group.
2: (laughs) We also need to have a recruiter trolling the IRC channel trying to get everyone to work for their company. (laughs) That would would probably make it an effective user group. That Um, would do
0: it.
1: Uh, hey, no, I mean I, I think it's a really recruiters good.
0: Recruiters are nice in user groups because the Eagles free beer. I don't complain about recruiters. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, I, I, I have no problem with. Um, I have no problem with most recruiters. Um, exactly. There are some recruiters that don't um, don't know their place at a user group and yeah. think that it's yeah. all that it truly is just a, a chance for them to um, to hunt. But um, here, at least here in Nashville, we've got a lot of good recruiters that understand their place. And yeah. uh, well, the one that I was telling you did the very first day, day camp is um, Scott Gordon of Vaco, V-A-C-O. Uh, Scott com.
0: is Scott is like up here.
1: He he is he uh, he's uh, he's awesome. But yeah, you know, Scott comes in and uh, Vaco has a classroom that uh, will seat a hundred people. They have two huge drop-down screens that they will put Xbox up on, or during cool. March Madness, they will have the games running and stuff like that. Um, and they'll loan it out to user groups. And they will stock the fridge with beer, and they will make sure there's pizza there. So that's we're I mean, real that's lucky that's in Nashville it, right? that we got somebody like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. I mean, I've been to all sorts of user groups, and a lot of the time they are pretty good about it, but sometimes they kind of forget that we aren't sheep looking for, what well, <laughs> you know. Looking for a pen to be pushed into with. are yeah. kind of doing okay already. Um, yeah.
1: I had one of those call me today because you know I've put out the word. You know, I, I'm looking for a new project, and um, one of them called and said. Um, I got this PHP gig, and you might be interested. Basically, they were looking for a junior PHP developer. You know, They said somebody with two years' experience. I'm like, they're probably going to faint when they see my salary. You know? yeah.
2: <laughs> so do, you, I said, do you know how to code PHP?
1: Yeah, well, this guy was having trouble spelling PHP. so <laughs> oh, <geez.
2: laughs> It's already spelled. It's, a, it's an anagram. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, no, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I put... I put um, that I vaguely know action script on my CV when I was like eighteen. That's a bad. Um, and even an hour ago, I had someone being like, "Do you want to come work in the arse end of nowhere in Wales um, on action script i like, "I'd rather shoot myself in the face." I'm currently doing all right. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> my <laughs> um, biggest gripe is the like the guy in Missouri that's like, "Hey." We have this great position. You just have to move to Missouri. I'm not moving to Missouri. You can't give me enough money to move to Missouri. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, they they keep saying, and I've got a blog post on this, Um, they keep saying, I have a great position for you. And so I finally just wrote it out and I said, look, you have no idea whether this is a great position or not. What you know is this is a great client. Okay. Yeah. I said, number one, if they can't score 10 out of the 12 on the Joel test, it's probably not a great position. I said, you know, but the example I always use is I, I religiously, every month, I get this from the same recruiter. He uses a different email address every time. I've got this great position based on your resume. It's a three month Java position in Indiana. You know? <laughs> because I wanna pack up where I'm at, go to Indiana and kill myself programming <laughs> Java, you know? <laughs> what have you
2: got against Indiana, Cal? I mean, this is very offensive. We all know why I hate whales, but what do you have against Indiana?
1: <laughs> well, it's not so much Indiana, it's just that I'm not gonna pack myself up and move for a three month contract, you know? Yeah. But he, he insists that this is just a, a fantastic opportunity and I keep telling about- recruiters.
0: Java part of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we won't go I've been, that.
0: Doing, I've been doing a Android for the past two days, and I've been in Java, and oh my god, I just want to die. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, my therapist says I don't have to
1: talk it's about awesome. Java anymore, so… <laughs> No, I, I I've got nothing against Java. I've done Java. I have. Oh, nothing I have against Java. many
0: things against Java. Holy um, shit.
1: you know, I, I I have nothing against any of the technologies out there. Um, other than Perl, I've cut out most of the jokes in my um talks. I actually
0: kind of like Pearl. I well, yeah, the,
1: the jokes with Perl write themselves. You know, like, do you know the difference between Perl code and modem line noise? Yeah, neither does anybody else. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you just but, said. What, about
1: a but part? most of <laughs> the yeah, the, most of the, on, people, cow, cow. the the What's number of loaded? people that could get that joke is shrinking every day. <laughs>
2: um, we've had a useful, question, uh, useful uh, bit of feedback from Matt Frost on the IRC channel. He says, "I'm pretty Indiana sure Matt rules. is our
0: only friend."
2: On yeah, this. that's that's the only person that said anything. He said, "Indiana rules." Uh, thank you, Matt. That was that's good feedback. <laughs> uh, love you, really, Matt. Um, uh, yeah. So, Node PHP. What are your plans for that? Because it used to be you had to. Uh, sign up and be sat there at the time and then after that, tough. you couldn't go back and, and buy access to it. Is that the case?
1: Yes, it used to be that we, um, y- if you didn't buy a ticket before the event, even a video ticket, then um, <laughs> we would you, you, you were just out of luck. Um, I am announcing on this podcast for the very first time that, uh, of course, by the time it gets edited and published, this will be old news, but um, you can now purchase Thanks, Cal. The videos. And we're starting with Phil's video. Yeah. Um, and um in the chat room I just pasted the um the URL. The videos are twenty-five dollars a piece, and a portion of that does go to support Phil's drinking habit. And yeah. um if you use it when you check out, you can add a coupon code. If you use the coupon code um PHP Town Hall, all uppercase, all um all one word, then um, it'll cut ten bucks off of it. So
0: nice. Now, will this still be running when we publish?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, um, that 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 coupon code's good for a while. So, yeah. um, but you know, basically, we're we're changing the way that Nomad works a little bit. Um, we're going to a subscription model um, starting in January, um, where if you subscribe, you're one of our regulars, and and we do have regulars. We got about uh, twenty or thirty people that are. And almost everyone, or buy a ticket to everyone and watch the videos. Those are my regulars. Those are the people I want to support. And if you buy a, a subscription, your price is not going to change. But if you just still want to go ad hoc, and I got no problem with that. You know, some of the people just are not interested in um, some of the talks. Those are going to go up a little bit. And if you're buying it after the fact, you're basically after the knowledge we're building an online community and so the people that are the most active are the ones that are actually going to pay the least those are the ones we want to encourage we want to be, we want people that will show up hang out with us on IRC and, um, and and really participate and rate the talks on joined in and stuff like that i got nothing against the people that just want the knowledge because i mean phil's talk was just jam packed full of knowledge okay but if you if that's what you're um, into if that's what you're part of or that's what you want then you know, it's going to cost a little more because you're not huh.
0: contributing to the community. Knowledge or cuss words, which one was higher? Yeah,
1: no, no, actually, the knowledge factor was higher than the wow. cursing quotient. So I'm you proud
2: know, of you, Phil. Yeah. yeah, watch your damn mouth, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was getting myself in good boy mode. I was, um, I was in a, I, I was there in Chicago for peers Comp, and I was told to not swear for that one. So I was kind of preparing myself with the Nomad PHP talk. Hey, I can be a good boy. I'm kinda of growing up now. This whole like I'm an angry fucking Englishman thing has been going on for a while since I was like seventeen, but I'm twenty-five now and I should probably sort my life out. Well
0: so. after your like fourth leg break you have to reevaluate, right? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: we used to, back and you gotta understand I've been hanging around the PHP community for quite a while. And we used to have a term called chaying it up. OK, um, named after Terry Che. We used to have the Terry Che F-bomb um, counter whenever he was doing a talk. And so if you che it up, then your cursing quotient was higher than your knowledge quotient. Because, I mean, Terry, could, Terry is, is a phenomenal speaker, man. But he, he would really just – I put him on the main stage at ZenCon one year and actually had somebody walk out and complain to me. You know, and no. it, so it's like, really? Because if you knew Terry, you were expecting this, and everybody else that, that's in the community was just cheering him on. You know, but uh, um, but Terry's yeah. a, a phenomenal speaker. But you know, Phil, you you did not chay it up when you did. Um, <laughs> you, you did think, this. You, there's you did
2: thing. Good. There's a big thing at conferences where ever since that guy did the talk, like "fuck you, pay me." I can't remember the name of the, the name of the guy that did that. That was
0: a beautiful talk, Mike <clears throat> Montiero or something.
2: Yeah um that a lot of people have then tried to be really cool by swearing a lot now i've never tried to be cool by swearing it's just mm-hmm. if i get angry and frustrated about something i'm gonna use a four-letter word um so now i try and use other words and i now that i'm in america i try and put like uh really ridiculous english words in there like when i did that that pog uh, i did the the blog post like i put codswallop in there just because it's like ah oh, that's a fun character thing to do but um <laughs> I, I generally find that like if you swear less, but swear when you're really frustrated with something, it helps to emphasize a point more than you just like cussing like a pirate for no apparent reason because it sounds cool. You know, it, it's it's something that I, I get annoyed when conferences say no swear words whatsoever. If you swear, we'll kick you off the stage. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's kind of that fine line between swearing to sound cool and then just like occasionally, oh, a little bugger slipped out and I apologize
0: for that. Fucking hell! Um, for me, it's just <laughs> like okay, I'm. I'm going to give the talk like I'm in front of friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Which is not like my friends aren't sailors, but they're not nuns either, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think whatever you do, there's always going to be some people that are offended, though. um, Always.
1: If I don't have somebody complaining at a conference that I'm doing it wrong, you know? (laughs) Somebody's. I don't mean to offend people, but, you know, if the schedule is so milquetoast that it doesn't. that somebody's not complaining about it, then I haven't done my job, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how we've tried to run. Uh, I don't do the Code conferences anymore. Um, and uh, the last three that we did, the one in uh, no one New York, could, San Francisco, man. and London. Sorry?
0: No one does codecnator. That's anymore. why I
2: gave up on the conferences. Um, <laughs> actually, I wanted to give up on Codeigniter a long time before the last conference, but because I was running the conference, I figured publicly outing it as a shitty framework might be a bad move. When I was running the conference, um, <laughs> would have been would have been bad business. But um, when I was running the conferences, um, we still um, we we always tried to make it like it was not really a party, and it definitely wasn't a boys' club. It was just like um, having a bunch of friends over, lots of lots of trips to the pub. We did some things like let's all go and uh, go bowling at this like uh, nightclub, like try and do fun things that get people together, get them drinking a little bit and, and, and have fun, instead of being like, We're gonna try not to offend anybody ever because that's the correct thing to do and, and no one finds that interesting. So Yeah. It's kind of a, a tricky tight tightrope to walk. Yeah. Um, um how how would you go about handling it that doesn't just make it worse? Brit Ruby's an example and that people said this and people said that and whatever else and maybe they're all a bunch of sexists, no one really knows, but Whenever any any conference organisers reply to anybody on Twitter, it usually just does not work out because it's like I thought that you meant this, and then yeah. someone else thought that you meant this, and now everyone's a racist. Like, how do you go about kind of calming those situations down with a conference? And it, it was that instance your first instance of trouble, um, or does it happen more often?
1: Actually, that was my very first instance. Um, most of my conferences have been in the PHP community. We have a very tight knit community and a very polite community. Um, we don't have those kind of problems. And I can say that having organized conferences, uh, the the major three conferences and um, several others, we, we just don't have that much of a problem with
0: it. That was before you met Phil Sturgeon.
1: Well, okay, yeah, that was before <laughs> Phil got in the community, and um, we now have to put a disclaimer on all of Phil's talks. But still, uh, <laughs> again, going back I to PHP
2: drama, I do it to hype myself. Thanks.
1: Actually, I started to do, I started to get several friends today to um, start tweeting, "I am PHP drama," and just each of us tweet, "I am PHP drama."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> yeah.
1: The only advice I can offer to any conference organizer that gets into that position, like um, revoking a, a well-known unit testing person's talk after you've already publicized that they've done it, is don't talk back. If you've got to yep. talk to them, take it offline, preferably on some medium that can't be recorded, like voice you know, or, or face-to-face <laughs> or something. But email is better. Um, Skype is Google Hangouts, do something, but get it off of Twitter. Let it die down. You know, it, it's it's like the old advice, when you find yourself in a hole, quit digging. You know?
2: <laughs> right, I think that's exactly what needs to be done with a lot of these conferences. I mean, Twitter's a wonderful platform where you can say whatever's on your mind, but, like, wh- whenever I find myself having a conversation with somebody on Twitter, it usually ends up, and we're both just talking past each other, like, whenever I have a conversation with Anthony Ferreira, we're both having completely different conversations with each other, because we're trying to jam it into 140, and there's not enough space the sad um,
0: part about that is that you are both smart guys with good points, and you just <laughs> on Twitter, you just
2: we we both we we do not get on on Twitter. But I I I've seen him a couple of times. We've had beers together like a lot of times. Yeah, he, we were both in London uh, like a month ago or something, and we met up, had a great time, got on really well, and then we were arguing on Twitter again about a month later. So <laughs> <laughs> it happens, uh, but Twitter is not the place for it. And you're completely right, Cal. Yeah. Um, if if someone if someone comes at you with some sort of crappy accusation as a conference organizer then you need to only reply asking them for um for a contact method now twitter has this you can you can um, make your account accept dms from anybody so turn that on if you have a conference profile turn that on uh, suggest that they dm you don't say anything back to them apart from suggest that they dm you or email you or anything else and then talk about that shit offline if they want to be an ass about it and publish that conversation, then just make sure you're having a very nice conversation with them. And if they flip off the handle, then fuck them. It's yeah, their fault. Because the will like, be clear. Will notice that. Yeah, the only people that will agree with – if they publish the conversation, make it public, and they've been ridiculous, then they're going to look like assholes, and people will get that. The only yeah. people that will support them will be dumbasses, and you can never change what a dumbass thinks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's definitely a good shout. Uh, do you have any other other wonderful pieces of advice to pass on from your years of organizing conferences?
1: Yes, I have one. I shared this with Lorna Jane when she started doing she started uh, she took over a PH, or the Dutch PHP conference after I was at, after I left Ibuildings and I shared with her this sagely piece of advice. It is what I call the Cal Evans Batshit Crazy rule. <laughs> you are batshit crazy if you speak at a conference you are organizing. You got so much else to do, and there's only a limited number of slots up there. This is not about you. You're batshit crazy if you do it.
2: Yeah, I did that, and it wasn't just like, "Hey, it's the Phil Sturgeon show. Everyone, come and look at my face." The main reason for that was partly because I was trying to keep costs down, right? I mean, we we were running really, really low-budget conferences. Like um, the every time it was like eighty bucks to get in, or maybe the next (laughs) one was like a hundred. And, um, we could barely afford people to get there. And a lot of them were speaking there because they're friends or because they wanted to go on holiday to San Francisco. And it was really hard getting them there. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing you need is every talk I've given at one of my own conferences has been the shittest talk of my life. Um, (laughs) and it's because you, you're trying to concentrate on running everything and then you have the entire, like you have to give an hour's talk as well. If you do it, if you put it right at the end, like I used to try doing then you spend the entire time freaking out about that talk. And if you do it right at the start, then you spend the entire rest of the conference being a nervous wreck because you're not sure if it went well or not. (laughs) So never run, never speak at your own conference.
1: I have actually broken this rule only once. Um, I spoke at Tech, I want to say Tech 12. Um, but it was, um, I I was the closing keynote and we had a team. I mean, I had Keith Casey and Marco Tabini and RB, RB, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I never could pronounce your last name, dude. And, um, Beth Tucker, you know, we had, I had all these people doing stuff. So, you know, Cal could concentrate on, you know, the two things he was good at, drinking and speaking. So it worked out. Which order? Well, of course, drinking first.
2: I was going to say, because if you do simultaneously, then you've got a very sneaky approach that I've yet to work out.
1: One well, day I'm going to um, publish what I um, what I call my my rules for schedules. Like, um, and again, I've been hanging around the community an awful long time. But we used to have what we called the Helgi rule. You know, um, Helgi could not Helgi, and I, I'm not going to pretend to pronounce Helgi's last name, but he's over mm-hmm. at Engine Yard. Um, Helgi could not speak before noon. Because if he did, he just wasn't going to be sober. Okay, that was the Helgi rule. You, generally speaking, when you're putting the schedule before
0: together, before noon, huh? Before, not after. Before. No, he couldn't drink. He couldn't speak before
1: noon because he still hung over from the night before. You know, but you know, you had rules like you you always put the Europeans on in the morning because they're already up and um you know they because of the the time difference, except for Helgi. You you put Helgi on in the afternoon. You know, you, you just have, there's, there's all these little rules that you, you have to follow that you know that everybody who's done a php conference more than once knows these rules we just haven't written them down and one day i'm just going to write them all down
0: <laughs> good
2: that'll be a really good post of like uh the <laughs> the rules for attending speaking and organizing a conference because i broke all those rules chris Hart just broke that rule as well he did the closing keynote at, um at true north php last year i didn't i didn't make it this year um, i didn't
1: either but i heard he rocked it so nice Well,
2: there you go. The second time is going to be better than the first time, and the first time wasn't bad at all, so that's going to be a good thing. Um, Conferences coming up. Where are you going to be next, uh, Cal?
1: Um, I'm going to be at Sunshine PHP. I'm doing uh, one of the keynotes there again this year. Um, Adam Culp is a glutton for punishment. He invited me to the inaugural (laughs) one and uh, didn't learn his lesson, so he's invited me back.
2: There you go. I um I was a little bit sad about that one. It was uh, there were two conferences recently that I did a call for papers to, um, and then and then both. Well, the first one was Ski PHP that Ben's got did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the second one um, like fair enough like I know hundreds of people do it and I'm not like oh why didn't they pick me but it was funny that I got that email Um, and then the next day I think they sent out uh, an email to everybody's uh, email address saying you should buy an early bird ticket because they're really cheap I was like well first
1: you don't invite me and now you want me to pay money for it
2: (laughs) so I was just like whatever it looks like a really good conference though Uh, oh yeah
1: it's going to be a fun one
2: what's your keynote going to be about
1: professionalism Wow. Uh, yeah, basically, I'm the anti-pattern for that, so. <laughs> How to this do, is, better,
2: how to be more professional by not doing the things that any of us have done before.
1: Yeah, this hard. is a do as I say, not as I do um, situation. <laughs> no, it's a follow up. Um, my last one um, last year was on um, not normal equals awesome, and I've given that several times. And it talks about community and how important community is to your career, and to get involved. Well, this picks up where that leaves off. Says, okay, now if, if you got the community thing nailed, here's the rest of the stuff. You know, um, here's what it takes to be a professional programmer. And it not necessarily means programming in PHP. It means you know there are things you've got to do to be a professional. You, you have to understand certain concepts um, to be a professional programmer. So,
2: Right, like the, the Boma curve. Yeah. yeah that Absolutely. That's my Balmer favorite peak. Rule. Yeah. Balmer peak, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> um,
1: I would list some more, but I haven't written the talk yet, so I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I just got the pitch down.
0: down. All right, so <laughs> – Cal Evans is the same as the rest of us. He's human. He doesn't write the talks until the month before.
2: The month before. Holy Christ, I usually end up doing it on the plane.
1: Uh, No, 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 no. I saw Terry Chase sit down and write an Unkind Talk the hour before. He sat there with the legal pad, writing it down, and then he got up and did it and rocked the house. He really did.
2: That's what I did with the um, at True North PHP the year before last. Cal, you joined in like at the, at the last minute, unfortunately, but uh, um, about an hour before I went on, someone went, "You should do a talk about Laravel Four because that's new and exciting and no one really knows what it is." So I went, oh, "Okay," and just dragged together a whole bunch of random memes and smashed together some <laughs> slides and did a talk. It was ridiculous. Um,
1: well, the last five minutes of it was awesome. So
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it, that, you you caught the last five minutes, which was roughly 25% of that talk. So that was
0: uh, that was about right. Um and, I'm doing ski PHP, unlike Phil. (laughs) And uh, so, like, every day they tweet out how many days left, and it's just this sense of dread in my heart. It's (laughs) like, you know, like 40 days left at this point, and I'm like, oh my
1: God.
0: I need to write this. I have two talks that I need to write.
1: I I will have to say this. I know um, roughly when, you know, um, Sunshine is the beginning of February, which means I need to, uh, the first week in January, I have to write my talk. The second week in January, I have to do the blocking run to make sure everything works correctly. The third week, I refine my slides, and then the week right before the um, session, I have to run through it twice more. So I, I, have, a, I have a process.
2: Ah, uh, oh, Taylor and, and Matt both, uh, both giving feedback. Matt Frost says, that was an awesome talk. Where is this feedback, Phil? Thanks, Matt. He's on IRC. He's talking to us. That's nice. Taylor Rockwell is also back, and he says, try the day before. That's literally the approach I'm probably going to end up using for. um, I'm doing uh, PHP South Africa, which is going to be awesome. I've never been anywhere near that whole corner of the world. So we're doing a safari and some other crazy shit. We're going to Johannesburg and Cape Town and all sorts of stuff.
0: Awesome.
2: Um, And if I do end up writing it on the plane, I have a lot of time to write that talk. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Paul place. Jones just got back from a conference there, and he That's was... That's
2: exactly why I wanted to go. He sent me a photograph. Like, I was I was in some shitty coffee shop working on something to do with psr <laughs> uh I sent him a photograph of the hipster douchebags around me. He sent me a photograph of this amazing mountain. I was like, fuck you, yeah. Paul. He's <laughs> a dick
1: like that, so... <laughs>
2: But, yeah, I, like, I'm I submitted
1: that. to that ta- that session, but or that conference, but they have not. Um, they've announced you and Rasmus and somebody else.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy know. getting put up against him. I've never, yeah. I've never met Rasmus, so, we'll so see what's going on there?
1: Hey, Taylor's in the chat room. Um, we haven't pimped my stuff enough, so I want to bring it back to me <laughs> and um say that this has not been announced yet. But Taylor's going to be with us on Nomad in March. So nice. nice. Yeah, think that's gonna be
0: have, fun. We had more listeners slash viewers now from Taylor than from anywhere else in the entire <laughs> yeah.
2: PSP world. I forgot to turn off the new subscriber on the YouTube channel after we announced um, after you know we all tweeted about it and Taylor tweeted about it, and I've been getting spammed to shit ever since that happened. <laughs> well, uh, we we went from like five subscribers on the YouTube channel, because we only did it fairly recently, put it on YouTube. Um we had we went from like five or ten or something to like two hundred. Uh, thanks to the last episode. We've had we've had quite a few thanks to you coming on, so that's nice. Um, but to to swiftly move away from how awesome we all are, um, one last point we
0: had <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm being excited. Why would we leave this? This is my first I don't know. I mean I, <laughs>
2: it's great fun so far. <laughs> um, the uh, the one thing we had left to talk about actually, Cow, was the five uh, the five game changers for the PHP community and what you think they are. Um, and uh, the, the note you gave me was not PHP drama because whilst <laughs> PHP drama is fucking hilarious and I want to find out who that guy is and buy him well, who that person is of course I'm not going to make assumptions um, I want to find out who that is and buy them a beer or fancy cocktail um, because they, are, they have a very funny profile um, and there are many other PHP uh, joke profiles that are also kind of funny but um, I think we can probably stop now with the joke the joke
1: pro- profiles on Twitter. But, yeah, um, I've registered three or four of them, but I've not tweeted from any <laughs> of them yet because I'm like, mm, I just don't want to do
2: this. PHP hugs, <laughs> PHP drama, PHP, uh, PHP punch, PHP douche, PHP jerk. Yeah. PHP jerk
1: that-
0: and PHP drama are my favorites so far. Yeah,
2: jerk and drama are good fun. Um,
1: yeah, I think yeah. drama's kind of sucked all the air out of it because you know they, they, they do such a good job. So Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I said that while this is being recorded because you know, I've made a point of not responding. I won't feed the trolls. I won't respond
2: to their tweets. They're not even a troll. I, I genuinely they are think funny. The it's <laughs> actually good for the community. Oh, I agree. There's been a lot of times where people are just getting ridiculous and then I see him just wade in and go, troll, 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 and then yes. instantly the conversation stops. Everyone laughs about it, realizes they were being an idiot, myself included at times, and everyone goes, ah, you raise a good point, and it gets back on track and it's constructive again. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the rest of them are kind of probably trying to be funny and not really doing it very well. No. But um, regardless of those uh, those profiles, what, what do you think of the game changers uh, for PHP?
1: Well, I'm stealing this idea. I think it was um, Ben Ramsey uh, tweeted something about this, and um, it just got me thinking. And I don't know that I have five, but um, the ones that I can recall that he mentioned that I agree with is um, Composer has been a game changer. Um, yeah. PHP unit has been a game changer, and Xdebug has been a game changer for the PHP community. Now, beyond that, um, you know, I'm I'm open for um, suggestions. I you know I kind of like to think that I'm one of no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the um uh, but game changer
2: you know, this space <laughs>
1: yeah, but um no um we've we've the the PHP community lags some other techn technology communities like you know we just got um, Composer which I know is not a true package manager but it goes a long way to doing everything that we needed to do to, yeah. to handle packages and I know it's made my life just as soon as I learned how to use it and I was one of those that uh, it, it was like Git you know it's just a fad it'll go away so I didn't bother to learn it and uh, <laughs> and um, now that I have I'm like man how do you, how do we live without this you know and um and the same thing with PHP Unit. Um, Sebastian Bergman gave us um, just a, a wonderful gift, and Derek retens gave us XDebug. So, although there's a yeah. new debugger on there. Have you seen the new debugger? I
2: wanted to actually talk about that, uh, Cal. Yeah, because I was chatting to um, Joe Watkins, uh, Crack Crack Joe on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and he was having a bit of a hard time explaining what the hell it was and why it was useful. And it was another one of these conversa- conversations. All right. I think I'm more sick than drunk, but it's probably both, to be honest. I can't get my goddamn words out. I I think I've actually done quite a good job, seeing as earlier I felt like I was going to fall on the floor before I had a single beverage. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I was chatting to Joe Watkins because he posted up on internals and people were asking a lot of questions like, what is this new PHP debugger? Why do we need it? Why don't we just bundle XDebug into the core? Why would we add this new one? Um, and, uh, he had a bit of trouble explaining why he, why he, the pros and cons, right? Like with any new product, with any startup, with any company or anything you do first, you have to, when you're giving like a presentation speech or an elevator speech, you have to define, uh, define the problem. You have to define the solution and then you have to define like why you're the person to do that solution or whatever. Um, and even if you ignore the third, the first two are very important. So quite a lot of the time an RFC will go up on internals and they're like, here's this thing that's cool. And everyone goes, I don't know why it's cool. And then everyone goes and ignores it. <laughs> um, so this kind of happened on the, uh, on the, with PHP, um, I think it, uh, PHP debugger. I can't remember. I'll put a link in the I show notes for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, hang on. My girlfriend's at the door. Uh, she's got a key. Um, with the <laughs> with PHP debugger, um, the website didn't do a very good job of explaining what the why it was a good thing, and the RFC didn't either. So I chatted to them on IRC a little bit, and um, they basically explained that xdebug is a module that you can add into your um, add into your environment, and it kind of uses these hacky kind of hooks to to claw in and um, and uh, give you uh, feedback about the the um, the execution and what's going on. So you can add in breakpoints. You can add in debugging by having Xdebug hook into these different events so that you can still run things through Apache or Nginx in the normal PHP setup and and get this information back. Um, You'd never want that on a production server because uh, Xdebug would just fill up your hard drive with shites that you don't want. And it could also show people information that they should not, by any means, have on a production server. So that's a, that's a, a, a module which is already shippable and whatever else. Um, the uh, PHP debugger that they're trying to get into PHP 5.6 is a um, it's a, its own SAPI so uh, or SAPI I don't know why you want to say that so just like the CLI uh, SAPI or the like mod PHP or whatever else it's 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 its very own um, SAPI which is designed from the ground up to add breakpoints and like inspection and all sorts of really useful debugging stuff and you can make it kind of run its own development server so it's not a development server by itself but it could be used to add some really cool functionality into a development server or it could be used to add really useful information into like a framework specific um mm. uh console application or something like that um, and it's just like a really good way of looking back at the code that's being run and expecting it to see what the shit is happening without having to add XDebug and then try to Pass that information out via the network to your local desktop computer, and then install some some um, web interface or, or application to get that information back. Right? Yeah. Uh, Xdebug's awesome, but they kind of have a different use case, and I think
1: yes, they do. And and I don't want to take anything away from Xdebug because Derek has given us a great gift, and uh, especially when you compile, you compare or mix it in with. Um, Firebug and PHP bug. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really powerful tool, but this is something totally different. This is a new animal, and I had no idea that they were um, considering it as part of the putting it into the core. Um, yeah. the I, I kind of have six mixed six feelings about that because I don't enough. like adding new things into the core. I like making things peckle and let those that want it use it. But on the other hand. You know, if they put it in the core, I'm sure I'll use it.
2: So yeah, well, the one the the major reason about not putting it in as a packer or an extension is that it's very hard to register um, uh, its own a SAPI as a module. So kind of it starts off with the the SAPI, and then it goes on to load the Zend extensions and the other extensions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so point. the whole way that it's been been built wouldn't really work as an extra thing. Also, the the another argument that Joe used was. Um, by bung it, bunging it in the core, like that will never ever get run um, through the usual methods. Like you have to specifically uh, instantiate it and run it through that SAPI. Um And and by doing that, it means that other other applications like Laravel or their console could build on top of this and, and have much much better kind of um, handling of errors and breakpoints and and other information than it would do by just using the built in CLI. And the problems they have at the moment is Laravel 4.1 is going to add in Boris, which is some, like, built with C or something, I can't remember, like some other third-party piece of code that you have to install on your server to make the Laravel 4 console not suck. So if they they release this as part of the core and you have PHP 5.6 and you don't need any third-party software, you automatically have an awesome way of handling kind of interactive code or whatever else or debugging built in without even needing a module and it will definitely never, ever, ever accidentally be enabled on production like xDebug could be because yeah. you might enable it locally and then push all that live and oh shit, your servers are full <laughs> up. You're left debugging on there. Um, so there's pros and cons to it but I okay. think it'll be, if getting getting bundled with 5.6 would be awesome or even 5.7 if, if it gets pushed back.
1: Yeah, well, I think it'd be awesome. Uh, well, personally for me because I'm seeing a new book out of it so hey. You know.
2: <laughs> Not if I release a book on it first.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
2: That's it's, awesome.
0: It's time for Ian Landsman's PHP book book. It's time. <laughs> is he, I saw that. Is,
2: is he doing a book about
0: PHP books? Is that? That's what he's that threatening on? to do because there's like a million PHP books. <laughs>
1: Well, that's like the early days of the web and, you know, all the bookstores had web yellow pages, you know, and they were outdated (laughs) before they got printed, you know, PHP Book Book, you know, you might as well just put it all up on a web page, which I've actually thought about doing is, you know, all the independent ones, um, just, you know, make a, make a web page and say, here's all my, all my friends that have published books.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, there is one thing I need to announce I know we were uh, comically talking about uh, about recruiters being ourselves or not knowing their place well I'm gonna jam a job offer down your throat um, <laughs> If anyone is fancying a move to New York and they have a valid um, uh, US visa uh, get in touch with me if you're a, uh, a senior level developer or a junior level developer, if you know how the PHPs work then please get in touch with me if you are already in New York. And looking for a well-paid job, or you're you're considering moving here, then please do get in touch. Phil Sturgeon on Twitter oh, or DM me, whatever else.
0: Or another company.
2: This um, I have three friends that are looking for companies. One of them is a startup needing a senior guy to kind of handle some API stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll give you a free copy of my book. Um, I have a couple of friends that are just like just their agency book. work. <laughs> yeah but it's, like, it's kind of an <laughs> thanks. Um, it's kind of an ongoing thing so like people are always always asking me in New York if there's anyone else that I can think of to recommend to them and I say well there's so few people around here they had to import me from the UK so there aren't anyone I immediately know Quit about
1: requiring but. people to live in New York and I'd love to work with you guys but I'm not yeah. living in New York and I don't have a visa I've only got a mastercard so you know that shoots me <laughs> but, but a, uh, no I mean I did. Yeah, yeah. I have no intention or no, no inkling to live either in New York or in the Bay area. And people keep saying, you know, we'd, we'd love to have you. Would you, are you willing to move here? I was like, no, because no. it's so cheap to live here. That, yeah, you know, I, I, I was talking with somebody today about an hour before this and, um, they're out in the Bay area and they, they were interested in hiring me to, to come work with them. And they said, well, what's your salary? And I said, gave them my number and I said but now that's in Nashville dollars I said if you want me out in the bay area you can double that number and they said well our CEO doesn't make that I'm like sorry you know to maintain yeah. my lifestyle you know out in the bay area that's what I got to do let me this live is, here this is literally
2: why I'm going to extremes and pestering people about it on the old uh, on the old uh, podcast here I mean when we were first trying to hire people I I put calls out on on Twitter and I was blogging about it and I was begging everyone I could think of and I was begging the pyro guys, and I was just like every single person I could think of. When we were trying to hire a Capture, uh, we are having a real hard time. And eventually, Dan Horrigan was just like, yep, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, cool. We've worked together in the past. That's that's handy. Um, and then he turned up. But that was that was a fluke. And uh, trying to get other people has been really difficult. In the end, we we hired some ridiculously expensive agency, and, and they found us some people. But I, now my friends are trying to find people, and I just can't find anyone. I mean, I figure... If you if you want to live in New York, then you've probably already got a job here because there are so many people offering PHP jobs. It's ridiculous. Um, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm going to have to learn Ruby to make more money. Well, fuck that. Stick with if you know PHP well enough, you can get well paid in New York, and we just need more people. So um, if if you're vaguely interested and you don't mind the idea of moving, and and you're not entirely sure how much you'll get, but we can we can talk about that. Get in touch with me. Um, and, and we can see what's going on. There's always people that need PHP developers, and uh, they usually bribe me with money or alcohol. So I'm always happy to to sort them out. The other thing worth mentioning is that I don't just refer people to anyone. These are my friends that are trying to find people, and I know that their companies are awesome. Otherwise, I wouldn't try and force you into that job. Um, so that's the end of my pitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that one. Gotta try and gotta try and sort that out. Um, thank you very much, Cal, for coming along. And uh, so Thank you Taylor, for having me on. Taylor's Nomad PHP talk is when is that March. Next March. Actually, yeah, it'll we'll be announced in...
1: sometime late this uh, later this month. Yeah. Um, but we, when we go when it goes up on the on site. We, tickets aren't even on sale for right now, but he'll be with us in March.
2: Okay. And you can buy a copy of my video from from the website and we'll put a link up to that as well. And I think I think some of the money goes towards me, so that'll be nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> some of the also, money goes to
1: support your drinking habit, so
2: <laughs> one yeah, more. Like thing. Said, uh, this and this one was can, uh... coffee and this one was wine. So if anyone was curious about oh. the, about
0: the two mugs, um, work, yeah, awesome. Anyone wants a kick-ass dev evangelist or some type of dad manager role, you should get in touch with Cal because oh, thank you. Uh, yes. he could he could greatly improve your organization.
1: And, and Cal is fun employed at the moment, so. <laughs> There you go. That's probably gonna be the name of the show.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. Thank you very much, guys, and thanks everyone for listening. Uh, remember, we're on uh, we're on YouTube. Um, you get advanced uh, advanced versions of this podcast by watching us live for free. What's
0: for free? For Black Friday, Cyber Monday.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's on YouTube uh, for a little bit before it comes out on uh, on iTunes. Um, we have an IRC channel where, where Matt and Taylor have a little conversations and we ignore them, and um, and that's basically everything. So thank you very much. We'll be back in about two weeks with um, our next guest, who I've completely forgotten, so so that's pretty cool. Oh, no, we're going to be talking to Jonathan uh, Jonathan rank uh, about uh, the PHP League, which will be fun. So thank you very much, guys. Thanks for coming on, Cal, and uh, we'll see you next time.